Welcome to Oilfield Talk. My name is Trey Falk, and I'm host of Oilfield Talk podcast. We want to speak with workers from all other aspects of the oil and gas industry and allow them the outlet to tell some crazy, amazing stories you just wouldn't believe are true. Not just the wildcats, the drillers, the roughnecks, the roustabouts, but the land-based offshore drilling operations, service companies, vendors, third-party personnel, production, transportation, all aspects of the industry that provide expertise throughout the oil field industry. But each of these have many, many hilarious stories to share about their time in the oil patch. I have no doubt that we will be able to share entertaining stories or tell tall tales that anyone who works in the industry will appreciate and get a hearty laugh while listening. But this is also going to be a family podcast. We'll be able to invite our families at home to listen. Although they won't believe half the stories we share, they may have a couple of dozen questions. Maybe it will give them and everyone a greater appreciation of the jobs we have in the oil field and why we enjoy our oil field family for half a year. So please take an hour or so out of your day. Give a listen to the Oilfield Talk podcast. Hope you enjoy the stories as much as I enjoy bringing them to you. Welcome back to Oilfield Talk. Happy Friday to everyone. Just wanted to have a short introduction to this next episode. I've had a whirlwind trip this week. Left on Monday, the 23rd of October, driving to Houston, Katy area, where I was able to record three separate guests. That's going to be upcoming here in the next few weeks. The main purpose was going to Midland, Texas for the Rig Zone Oil and Gas Job Fair, similar to when I went to Lafayette. But for anybody that's driven in Texas, they know that the travel distances and the travel times are long. I finished up a recording on Tuesday about lunchtime, leaving Katie headed for Midland. At first, I thought it was about a five to six hour drive until I got on the road. When I got on the road, the GPS said eight and a half, nine hours. That really changed the length of my drive day. Fortunately, the roads are great in Texas. The speed limits are up there. Truck and trailer both pulled fine. Even though I got in after dark, which is not what I prefer, I got into Midland around 9 o'clock, 9.30 at night, was able to get some sleep, and up for Wednesday morning to attend the job fair. That's today's episode, the Rig Zone Midland, Texas job fair. I think it was a fantastic event. I met several people that were searching for new jobs in the industry, and that's kind of the change of focus for this particular episode. So instead of being recorded in the trailer, this is actually more of a reporter in the field kind of an interview. So I apologize now. There's a lot of background noise. This is actually a new microphone I haven't used before. I'm learning the new technology. As I continue to learn with the equipment, I hope the sound quality will get better. I'm sure there's a sound engineer out there that would be able to guide me and help me determine proper settings, proper equipment, microphones. But I'm trying to do this on my own, and I have no background in it at all. So. I appreciate everybody for listening, what I think could be a better quality, but I will do my best to continue to improve. I appreciate it. I put a lot of miles on the road. I just added them up. Looks like it's about 1,600 plus miles round trip, 31 plus hours driving time. That's quite a bit for a four-day trip out to Texas. 
but I truly loved it. I know we met some great people that continue to encourage me with the Oil Field Talk podcast. They are confident that this is headed in the right direction. So I ask everybody, please share with your friends, share the episodes. Let's do our best to build up the viewership. Please go to your favorite podcast platform and hit the like button, rate us, write some comments. Those are the things that help build viewership and searchability of the podcast. Don't forget our Facebook page. I want to grow that as a way we can communicate with everybody out there. And for me to be able to tell people where I'm going, what's up and coming, when I'll be somewhere. Next week, I had to work for a month, so I'll be gone the whole month of November, but I will be in Lafayette the first week in December. I have a school to go to, but that's okay. I'm going to bring the trailer and the equipment and already set up a couple of recordings. Anybody out there interested in the Lafayette general area, please reach out. Let me know. We'll definitely set up a time that works for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the interviews that come from the Rig Zone Oil and Gas Job Fair from Midland, Texas. Thanks again for your support. Because I really appreciate you letting me come and hang out. So uh, I am in Midland, Texas at the uh, Rig Zone Oil and Gas Exposition, not Exposition, Job Fair. Yep, and I'm with Evan. Pronounce your last name for me. Uh, Thayer. Evan Thayer, and he's the Rig Zone Coordinator? Uh, Director of Operations, yeah. So oh, I'm sorry. Ball. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take you down a notch. Uh, it's not about titles. We're That's just right. here to get it done, right? So Evan has been very uh, uh, helpful, and uh, I appreciate his assistance getting the oil field talk, allowing me to come out and just hang out. That's really all I've done. Yeah, well, I mean, we're happy to have you out here. I mean, it's been another great turnout. We've got 28 different companies here, and it looks like a lot of people are being hired on the spot. Interviews happening by the dozen. So, yeah, uh, employers and candidates alike uh, seem to be really happy. So, I mean, with the weather this morning, it was a little iffy. Started off a little slow, but really hit the ground running after that. And uh, we've had, a, you know, almost 800 people come through the doors within a four-hour period. So, definitely a good buzz. You just answered my first question was how many people have we seen? Yep. Last uh, the last time we held an event here, uh, last quarter we had around 750, and we thought, you know, we thought we were doing something then to surpass that, you know, by nearly 100 best uh, best that we can count up now. It shows uh, that we're doing something right, and that these employers that are showing up are who the candidates want to go work for as well. So once again, it's a good fit. Well, I've, I actually had an interview, and I'll force you to listen to the podcast. And they were, I asked them exactly that. I asked them about the event. I wanted to know how Rig Zone's doing and just to give you some feedback. And I'm going to tell you, it was all positive. Every person I've talked to has been very positive and appreciative to Rig Zone. They said the Facebook communications was incredibly easy. It was simple for them to sign up and they appreciated it. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I that's what we like to hear, first of all. I think that, you know, with what the other big huge piece that Rig Zone, you know, what we offer is not just these events. And the reason why these events are so well attended and the relevance uh, is, is on point as far as candidates is because our, our huge online presence, the job board that we have, the membership, uh, the readership that comes to our site to read our news and, and all the things that are going on within the within the industry. So we're much more than just these events. Oh, no, but, absolutely. But it's everything that we do outside of that that allows us us to, to have the events go off like this so uh makes sense y'all are doing a great job I, i've been in the industry 26 years and y'all have been around a long time how long i mean a long time yeah 1999 officially 
at that point it was more of an equipment brokerage site and it's just a guy's idea it to more that's right and it did and it, it naturally happened where people were like great uh, yeah we'd, we'd love to see what kind of equipment you have to offer but i need about 50 people tomorrow to go work on this rig what can you do for me right and it organically just happened where it's like okay now we know the real need we can start posting jobs yeah exactly and that's really a, what rig zone does now more than anything is job postings job positions is that right any i haven't really explored anything else but that is there any other offering yeah i mean due to the fact that we have you know millions of people coming to the site on a monthly basis that also attracts people to just do general awareness is advertising or recruitment branding so there's all kinds of opportunities basically if you want to be seen in oil and gas and you want to be relevant and you want to get your name out there then have some visibility of some sort on rig zone whether that's recruitment or product advertising whatever it might be you're going to get some eyes on it and so that takes everybody though absolutely yeah, so i think it's a it's a good fit and you also have you've started a social network right isn't there a social side now that you can log in i'm not going to call it Bookface, but um <laughs> you know it's it's starting to, to create a social network and that also helps in spreading the word tagging friends if you will i mean i haven't explored all the possibilities but uh, anything you want to talk about that yeah, I mean, it's been in place. We launched it about six months ago. We haven't, you know, done a huge marketing push for that yet. We just want to make sure all the kinks and bugs are worked out of it before we invite the world. I'm sorry, I'll, I'll beep that out. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's similar. I mean, I don't want to, you know, throw my competitors any kind of a bone here, but if we're talking what what you can expect from it, it is a mix between like a LinkedIn and a Facebook feel, right. uh, but it's oil and gas related and that's what the content is. And it's, you're not gonna kind of get lost in all the the added stuff or, you know, I don't want to call it BS. No, I, I've ac I actually looked around and, and I liked what I was seeing. So I, that's why one of the reasons I wanted to bring it up and pass the word to listeners. Um, it's something to look forward to and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. But yeah, no, I, I do appreciate that, Trey. Yeah, I mean, the, I like that you come out to these events. It adds a flair to it, and that's what we're looking for. You know, we want people to, to be so excited I've, to be here. I've, I've decided that, and I'm gonna have to talk to you, I've decided I need a table, because although I can stand here and, hey, how you doing, or hey, did you find a job? I'm getting talk, I'm getting interviewed, but people don't see me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Where if I had a table, I can stand here and do the same exact thing, but at least they're gonna see the sign, they're gonna see, and they're gonna stop and go, what are you doing? And it'll help spread the word more. I appreciate you letting me park the trailer out front. I've gotten good comments from that already. Met a wonderful contact, uh, Miss Monica, just did a 20 minute plus interview. You, probably, you saw me, I think. We were standing there on the wall. Fantastic interview. I appreciate you letting me come out and play. Yep. Anything else you want to discuss? No, I mean, I think we covered it all. Like I said, we we, we do these events in, in other locations as well. So we try to, you know. The next one is? Uh, November 9th in Houston. By far, as far as a candidate turnout, it's our largest. We're looking at, you know, pushing 2,000 people that come through the doors there. We rent. Yep. We're running out of room, basically. So these things are really, they have some momentum. People are having success. And that's, that's all that matters in the end. That's our job to make the connection. And that's what we're doing. If, I, if I'm off, I'm coming. So I'm just letting you know. Awesome. Trey. Thank you very much. Your time. Thank you. I can go out there because you know now offshore. Back in the day, you could go out there with no experience. But One, two, three. Is. Midland, Texas. Good morning. Midland, Texas at the Rig Zone Oil and Gas Fair. I found a friend from Bossier City, Louisiana. And I'm from Bossier City, Louisiana. So imagine that. 
out in the middle of West Texas, huh? In the desert. You, you know said, what I'm talking about. You said nine, uh, eight hours. Eight hour drive. Eight yes, hour. sir. What's your name? Alonzo Neal. Alonzo Neal. And Alonzo's uh, out here looking for oh, work in the oil field. That's right. Yes, sir. So I'm going to give him a little uh, offshore oil and gas information, but uh, he's also looking for land-based or anything like that. You have any experience offshore or oil and gas at all? I have zero, but I'm eager. I'm just trying to trying to get my foot out there and try to get some experience worked up. Good deal. Well, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of companies need a lot of hands. And if you're willing to start at the bottom and work your way up, they will train you. And one of the things that I tell everybody that's getting in the industry is never turn down a school. I agree, because you everything's knowledge. Knowledge is, uh, is, is key, man. Everything is some type of information, knowledge-based. It's key, man. And it doesn't really matter what the school is. If you want to be a, a forklift driver and they want to teach you basic firefighting, go take the basic firefighting. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. The more, the more knowledge you got, the more the job will even pay you just because you, you know the knowledge and you know it. You know, kind of like specialists. Absolutely. And I call it a multifunction tool. You know, if a company, if you hire on with a company and you're just a forklift driver, but guess what? They don't need a forklift driver anymore, but you're able to drive a truck, then guess what? They'll hang on to you because... You in the door, that's a window, you know? You can drive that truck. Yes, sir. So, do you have any idea exactly what you want to do? Uh, I know I'm, I'm, right now, I take whatever's at the bottom. Anything position-wise they got, Right now, I've been looking a lot into the uh, floor hand. Uh, I think it's called a derrick, a derrick hand. I've been looking a lot. So a, der a derrick hand's an experienced position. Okay. So I'm in safety, all right? I'm that safety guy. And uh, I've worked offshore for 26 years, all around the world. And one of the things that I just listened to um, is a company just down the way. We can walk down there, I'll show you if you want. But they're taking, sounds to me, like people yourself, somebody without a lot of experience and they're teaching you how to do safety and it's really not hard work guy okay man that sounds great oh and i'm telling you every company needs safety if you can get started into safety and hook into that it's a lot better than lifting up 50 pound sacks yeah doing the actual labor and i agree because uh man safety is key also because you see a lot of guys getting hurt it's a lot, you know, it's, it's a dangerous job, so you gotta take in consideration, you know? Yep, and I don't know exactly, you know, this company, I've never, I just was standing by the table and listening to them talk, but uh, they sounded, you know, like a good a good crew, and I don't even remember the name. You wanna walk down there and yeah, I'll, we, we walk. let's walk down there. Have you ever done anything safety-wise? Not really, but I know in my, uh, my past job, like FedEx, I worked at the airport, so it was a lot of safety, like, a lot of safety training we had to go through and a lot of stuff we had to learn. So, well, that, that'll translate anywhere. You can do safety anywhere. See these guys right here in the red shirts? Let's see what the name is. I forget. American Safety Services, it looks like. American Safety Services. Oh, yeah. You want to stand in line and talk to him? Yeah, I stand in line. I'm going to see if he'll uh, let me record it. Yeah, it'll be great. You never know. This guy here is a safety manager, so maybe we can get him. I had to go ahead and talk to him. 
How you doing? Good, sir. How are you? I'm Trey. Nice to meet you, Trey. I've got a podcast. I'm recording right now. I want to ask you, is it okay? Yeah, absolutely. All right. I'm bringing you a gentleman right here who happens to be... Hey, man. How you doing? Good, sir. How are you? I've got a oil-filled podcast, okay. and I'm just trying to spread the word. I've been coming to Rig Zone events, the oil and gas fairs, to publicize the oil and gas industry. I've been in it 26 years um, offshore. Nice. I'm that safety guy nice. and I'm a paramedic yes, and I've worked all around the world. So I've been there, done that, but I haven't done land-based. Yes. How long have you been in it? Uh, eight years now. And your name is? Wally Suarez and I am the Texas Safety and Rescue Manager for American Safety. American Safety Services. This gentleman just happens to be from my hometown and uh, we just standing at the door talking and he has zero experience in the industry, but he's keen to work. I said, I listened to, I listened to Wally talk to someone else. I said, you need to come talk to Wally. So yes, do you mind if I record your conversation? Absolutely. That's Thank no, you. Not a problem. Yeah, so I'm, I'm from Shreveport, Louisiana. I drove eight hours today, man. I'm eager. I'm just really trying to get my foot in the door, like oil field, waste, land rig, trying to really kind of get it, like, experience based so I can build it up, kind of build my way in. Okay. So we actually we actually don't need any experience. We hire everybody from the ground up with zero experience. We'll train you from everything from H2S, confined space, hot work, you name it, we got it. We have our own training center. We actually bought the old Salisbury building and turned that into our training center. So that's where our corporate office is. And uh, we actually have two offices, and plus we have another one in, in Artesia, New Mexico. So we hire safety professionals, man. We will train you to learn all the OSHA standards that govern everything from confined space, um, you know, everything you can think of, basically, is what we do. Anything anything midstream, upstream, you know, like we, we do it all, you know what I mean? So we actually have rescue teams. We have a fire department. We have hydrovacs, environmental, pooling units, um, back trucks, you name it. We're very diverse, very big. So... Uh, everyone starts off here at $18 an hour with no experience. We're going to give you a book that's going to have OSHA standards plus some study guides. Once you hit your 90 days, you're going to take seven tests. You pass those seven tests with a 70 or above, that automatically bumps you up to 21 an hour. And man, then, that sounds good. That sounds really good. Yes, sir. So after you hit your $21 an hour, 90 days after that, you take the same seven tests. You got to pass with an 80 or above, and you got to make sure you pass all your field audits and not have no policy violations. You get that knocked out, you jump up to $23 an hour. Oh, yeah. That's so, yeah. That's that's really good. Do the same exact thing, same seven tests, got to pass with 90 or above. That lets us know that you've retained all that information and that you're doing really good in the field and you are actually building yourself to a safety professional. We bump you to 24 an hour, and then from there, you are, I mean, you're pretty much eligible to promote to a lead, which is $25 an hour, comes with a take-home truck. You have a crew that you work under, you have, you know, or that works under you, actually, and then you work for you work for one field supervisor, and then basically your your job is to build other people to be that safety professional. Yes, sir, I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. I think I might have hooked a safety guy. Yes, sir. I got a question. So how do, do y'all offer per, per diems or like places to stay? We do not. Not currently we don't. So we are a local company, but like I said, we've been in business 24 years. So there is job security here. But, you know, right now we, we do not have that accessibility to actually hire because our, our workload, we don't actually do hitch work. So we work for all the major companies in the oil field. We work for Chevron. We work for Oxy, Pioneer, you know, you name it, ConocoPhillips. We, we work for all of them. We have a very good reputation in the oil field. As you can see, all these guys in the reds are wearing their shirts tucked in everyone's looking sharp everyone looks professional we have a strict uniform standard we're a very structured and very disciplined company so okay. we're looking for good people yes, what about work in louisiana if we can get there we will get there we were we're definitely trying so we actually did a rescue job in louisiana okay so he's from louisiana and i was just trying to think maybe they have work in locally in louisiana because there's a lot of oil and gas to expand we are expanding currently um that's why we're here obviously we need some more people you know what i mean so 
we are looking for expansion and we are looking to grow as a company. So, I mean, we're, we just need to start branching out to that area, you know what I mean? So right now we're starting off in Austin and we're working our way south. It sounds like a good company to yeah, me. They do, they really do. That's not too bad, man. That's not too yeah, bad. I mean, if you can if you can figure out yeah, your housing situation, I can give you my business card, that'll work my email, and my phone number is on there. You are more than welcome to reach uh, out to me. Let me know that you're situated, you're ready to go. I got and, uh, I got a job, a job resume too. If you like that, yeah, absolutely, uh, that'll work. I, I will definitely figure something out. Yeah. And as soon as as soon as you get that situated, you get that figured out. All you gotta do is just give me a text message. Let me know you met me here at the job fair. Of course, I'm talking to multiple people, so you know, it's gonna refresh my memory yeah. about you. The guy with a microphone in your face. Yeah, there you go. And uh, <laughs> what I'll do is I will reach back out to you, and then, like I said, if you get yourself situated with housing and everything else, then man, I'll get you, I'll get you in the door. No, relocating uh, is not a problem with me, so perfect. Yeah, relocating wouldn't be a problem. I got transportation and everything, so so it looked like a plan, man. I'm, I'm uh, you said text you or email you? Uh, text me, text me, that'll work, man. I end up texting cool. Thank you, nice man, for touching me. Yes, sir, absolutely. You too. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you. Hey, what'd you think about that, huh? That was pretty good. It went pretty good. <laughs> Never. Would you have ever talked to them? Yeah, I'm talking to everybody out here, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm talking to everybody. Every option I see, you know, I'm, I'm going I'm to try to give everybody a shot, you know. Well, good deal. No, I appreciate it. Have a good day. I hope you find a job that you're yes, happy sir. with. And uh, if it happens to be safety, just remember me. Hey, I'm going to give you, you talk about business cards, I'm going to give you this. So that's got my little podcast name on there. I'm a dot com also, but I'm an oil field talk is the name of the podcast. You can find it on any of the, the podcasts. Have you ever listened to a podcast? Mm -hmm. Okay. So look me up. And you can also scan that with your phone. You know how that works? Yeah. And it'll pop up and it'll take you to uh, my page with all my digits and all my contacts. That'll work, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be definitely looking out for this video here, man. Please do. Talk to you soon. All right. Have a nice day, man. You too. We're right starting now. to look for jobs. That's why we're here. <laughs> okay, I'm technically unemployed. Nah. So my name's Trey, and your name is Carla Garcia. Carla Garcia and Karima Acosta. All right, and y'all don't mind if I put this on my podcast? Yeah, go for it, man. Go for Excellent. it. Excellent. So here's the podcast. I'm gonna give you a little sticker. Hell yeah! You can scan that, and uh, it'll give you all the the digits and the numbers and all that kind of stuff. Oh, oh my god! So we're still at the. Um, Midland Rig Zone Oil and Gas Job Fair. Yes, we are. Uh, have y'all been in the oil field before? Yes, I have. I have some experience doing that. And what do you do? Um, I've been a field tech. A field tech doing uh, what kind of stuff? Checking valves, uh, pressure, pretty much pressure valves, and making sure that they're all okay. And if something goes off, I have to go out into the field, depending what time it is, and go fix it. So. Go fix it, go reset it, and yourself? Um, so I've always done admin, so I kind of do the, all the paperwork, you know, price the tickets, invoice them, and then chase after the money and make sure that we get paid. Somebody's got to do that. We really appreciate that. <laughs> yes, sir. So did y'all have any luck here today? I'm hoping so. I'm here because I wanted to try something different. Like my last job, I was doing, I was helping the guys do the pump, like outside, messing around with the forklifts and helping them deliver rods. And I just liked that. I was like, heck yeah, this beats being in a stuffy office. Like I need to get out here. Exactly. You know, that's one of the things that I'm doing with this podcast is trying to promote the trades, promote oil and gas with everybody, right? Yeah. The younger generation, the ladies, everybody. 
get out in there. It's a lot of fun. It is actually. And I mean, you meet a lot of great people from a lot of different companies um, that honestly, I mean, they see the work that you put out there and must sometimes they'll just give you a call back. Absolutely. And, you know, when you get into the oil field, it kind of gets into your blood. And and when it does, <laughs> am I wrong? I know you're completely right. I mean, this was like I as the minute I worked for an oil field company, I haven't turned back to anything else. And yeah, it's just where it's at. You know? And and we just keep going and looking and growing and finding the next. There's so many varieties of things that you can do in the oil field. Right. Doesn't matter if you're admin, if you're forklift, if you're warehouse. I met a guy earlier. He's never done anything. I guarantee you, he can find an entry-level position. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a whole lot of entry-level positions. They want people to, um, I guess, start from the bottom up, learning how to do pretty much anything and everything oil field was. You know, the last time I checked, you have to start at the bottom and work your way up. Yeah, that you, is you so true. You only go up. Right? You only that, go up. That's right. And I think that's what makes the best employees is those that have been, or those that's what makes the best bosses and managers, leaders, are the ones that started from the bottom. That have those, been there. Yes, exactly. Who have been there. Because sometimes you'll get these people and not name say anything, you know, they go to school. They graduated. They got a little piece of paper. There you go. And, and you know, but they don't know the work it is to from the bottom and they just want to manage and you didn't do this and do that. And they want to make the money and the managers, but you know what? They can't do the job. They can't do the job exactly. So if they lose their workers, who's going to do the job? For they them? lose the respect of the workers, yes, right? Yes, I mean, exactly. if your supervisor couldn't go out there and fix that valve or help you, would you respect that? Not really. I mean, I always like uh, management to be there hands on with me or yep. if I have a problem, you know, to be that support and, you know, walk me through it or they've done it or this is how, you know, the easiest way that I've learned to do it. So kind of helps um, employees, like, usually on entry level, like, not do the same mistakes that they did. So they kind of, you know. Are it's how you learn. It's exactly how you learn. It matters. You need somebody that's been there and can say, look, not, not a shortcut, but a better way. Yes, sir. It yeah. might be better. It might be safer. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So if you have a manager that's never done it. Can he actually look at it and say you're doing it right or wrong, right. safe or not yeah, safe? Exactly. It's one of those sticky situations, you know, like, what do you do? I'm not going to step on my manager's toes, but it's got to be my safety first. You know, like I've heard it. From so if you're not going to do admin, what are you going to do now? Well, I want to try to do warehouse, you know, something I can do inventory, um, just kind of get out there and get your hands dirty. Get on the forklift. That thing was fun. <laughs> it <laughs> is fun. I, I like a man lift myself. Like those <laughs> things are so much fun. The man lift goes up like a two. Forklift? No, no, a no. man lift is different. See, you see what I'm saying? I got to look. So a man lift no, is the little learn. box and it lifts you up. Oh, Sometimes they call it a scissor lift or a man lift. Oh, I, I know. I've always known it as a man lift. We'll see one on the oh, yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I'll show you which one it is, man. It might find your next favorite thing to do. For sure, yeah. That's like, what I'm They're ready. fun. They're fun. Are you scared of heights? No. Then, well. yeah, they'll, they'll be fun. Okay, then. Yeah, I definitely have fun with that. So y'all local in Midland area? Uh, Monahan's area. Yeah, Monahan's. I, I don't know Texas. Five minutes out west. Yeah, that way. Take 20 straight that way. Okay, so I'm from Louisiana. Okay. South Louisiana. Louisiana. <laughs> like, like 15 hours away. down that way. <laughs> 15 hours is exactly right. 
Oh, you dropped glasses. Yeah, we dropped. Oh yeah, we came back for these. <laughs> yeah, we're wow. actually leaving. We're like, hey, we never got those glasses. We're what, like, yeah. Were they free glasses? Yeah. yeah. Was I might have to go find me a pair of free glasses. They're kind of cute. <laughs> no, they wouldn't look good on me. Plus, you I wear. You never know. But plus, you can't see. You know. I, 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 exactly. I get special glasses. <laughs> I, wear, I wear glasses, so it's hard to put sunglasses on top. Yeah. Ladies, yeah, I really good. appreciate it. Anything else you want to share? No, just no. What you? What did you think about this setup? Like Rig Zone, they put on this event. They get everybody together. What do you think? Uh, this is my see, second one, and I, I well, think see, they're doing a great job. I do think they're doing a great job. Um, I like the way that they put it out there. For me, I saw it on Facebook, and it just kind of popped up because it was near me. So I do like the way vendors are set up. You know, you can kind of sit there, and they have a lot of the recruitment people here. So, you know, they could take a quick glance and be like, you'll be a fit, you won't be a fit. You know, it's easier than having to go from job to job to job, applying everywhere. Exactly. Kind of your time like if you're not a good fit for this job like you know they'll, they'll let you know you know they're not gonna waste your time and you know that way you don't have to stand around and you know wonder if you're gonna make it or not and you said you're 45 minutes west of midland so that's 45 minute drive into town to do an interview right. and then you might have to go 45 minutes the other direction to do an interview and 45 minutes the other direction yeah but around this area 45 minutes is uh, it's pretty close, it's pretty close. that's yeah, a short drive i realize right. that yeah. out, complaining out in west texas you're right because yeah. i drove in from katy uh, houston oh, yeah. last night and it was nine plus miserable hours on the road yeah well around give me that laugh again <laughs> that's it that'll work thank you that's gonna go well on the podcast <laughs> no well, around here sometimes like they'll uh they'll, they'll they'll call you up for an interview and then from there they'll call you for a second interview and maybe possibly a third but yeah it's never like a definitive yeah you're gonna get the job no you're not gonna get the job so i mean honestly, yeah it makes it here. tough but i like this because exactly what you said the concentration mm -hmm. makes it easy to do multiple applications yeah. for a variety of jobs yes, it's I, this is my first job fair ever so i didn't know what to expect um but it's pretty good i mean i like their setup and everything and they got jobs from cleaning to admin to field and, and you got all sorts of options they're just great too i think so too so. y'all headed out yes sir we are y'all thank you very much appreciate it yes sir have a safe one you got my thank card you. Look yeah. us up, yeah. uh, check us out. And I've got about five or six podcasts already dropped. Oh, cool. So you can go ahead and start listening now. Uh -huh. And I'll put this together probably in a week or so. Cool. And uh, we'll drop it soon. Y'all right. take you. care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to Oilfield Talk Podcast. Your name is? Monica Cervantes. Cervantes. And you don't mind if I put this on my podcast? I do not mind at all. So you have a beautiful smile. And I, the only reason, not the only reason, but when I was pulling up, I had to stop and I was waving you across and you stopped and pulled out your phone and took a picture of the trailer. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Thank you I very much. A mobile radio station. That it's is actually a studio inside. It's oh, a, it's a soundproof it. studio. You can come out and take a look if you want. <laughs> I want to. That's all right. Cool. So tell me what's going on. You're here. Here, you said not recruiting. What, what was the word you used? So I'm on uh, recon. Recon, that's it. <laughs> that's she is in camouflage also. Yeah, She's yeah. in this very uh, bright flower jacket that's yeah. uh, easily recognizable. Absolutely, absolutely. Love it. Love so, it. Yes. It's actually recon work. I, I own and operate Twin Horse Environmental. I'm a CSP and industrial hygienist. I'm I, a safety guy. Yeah, are you really? I've been offshore safety, oil and gas for I 26 years. So. I love it. So I, I do that. I sit on the board for the World Safety Organization. I'm the only female serving member. We're a level two consultory for UN. 
Oh, wow. I just hosted uh, an event in Odessa, had the UN ambassador in. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Maybe I'd like to do an interview with them. No, show yeah. me what you got. So, and the other business I'm a partner in is Betonite. And so most people are not familiar with Betonite, but it's an ionic clay mm -hmm. and it is your drilling mud. Yes. So, uh, Pro Mud is our mud from our mines. Pro Mud. Pro Mud. And so that is our product that we have. And we also, because we have an office here in Midland, but our bet night mines, we have four bet night mines, me and my partner in Mexico. Yes. So bet night mines come where there's volcanic ash. Okay. And it comes from the decomposition of feldspar. It's actually a rock. And oh, if wow. it decomposes, it creates a betonite. So betonite is ionic and it has a negative charge. Oh, wow. And so it's a charged particle. I didn't understand why that was so important. It is. Okay. It, because it actually, it's a two-in-one. And oh. so the structure of it, it's a triangle and an octagon. And if you can imagine this, there's spaces in between. So it's a great absorbent. Yes. Great, great absorbent. So you can use it on your lawn, agriculture. And it's it's used for lost circulation That's on, right. on drilling and to cool the drill bit, okay? But it is also a really unique process, which is my EcoClean. And so it's also a flame retardant. Hang on, I'm, I'm just trying to get these verbal out here. So these are videos on YouTube, okay? Yes, So yes. anybody that's listening, they can go to YouTube and they can look up Pro Mud. Yes. P-R-O space M-U-D. Yes. And that'll be associated with which company here? Right here, my Kairos Global. Kairos. Kairos Global Group. H-Y-R-O-S. Yes, um, I'll, I'll put this up on the website as well so if people can see it. I can send you these links. Okay, so yeah, that would be good. I can put them on the website. The EnviroClean is uh, another company. Yes, no, it's another product. A product. Because betonite is not only absorbent of water because of its That's formation, right. it has a very unique chemistry. So it's isomorphic substitution. What is that? It actually has the ability to take in cations and switch them. Oh, wow. And so it's not only a flame retardant, but it also cleanses and cleans. So you can clean the water. Oh, wow. It's so you can water run treatment. water through it and it'll yes. treat it. Yes, it'll treat it. Excellent. And it removes lead. It, it, I have a filter that I've designed to use in water well systems. That holds the bentonite? That has a bentonite. And then bentonite has a sister called zeolite, which is your RO systems. Okay. And so not only close, cleans it, but it also softens your water. Hey, cool. <laughs> so eco-friendly is a flame retardant fabric softener right. for FRs. Because if you have FRs, oh, you wash- You'll wash the fire retardant right out of them. So the betonite maintains the integrity of the chemical within it and lasts longer. I tell you what, you need to take that offshore because the laundry's offshore. Uh, we wash, you know, I know for a fact. I mean, I'm, I say I know for a fact. We're just using regular laundry soap. Wow. And if you could show the data, if you will, the proof that your product is a better not just a cleanser, because we've got to, we have to wash the mud out and the and the oils and greases out, mm -hmm. but to maintain that FR is paramount, or that. else it's no longer FR. And that's yes. been a problem with FR since it's been created. Absolutely. And that was my whole idea behind my design. And I actually have trademarked and moved for a patent. I have, I have been saying this since <laughs> FRs came out. I was yes. like, guys, it's done after 10 washes. Right. It, well, it, and it, it may be less than that. You may have better data. But, I mean, I've always said Absolutely. 10 
10 washes of regular laundry. The FR's washed out. It's nothing but a pair of blue jeans. Absolutely, you're correct. <laughs> you are correct in saying that, sir. So that was behind the idea of Equal Clean. And our mascot is Ben. So I think I might have to put in an application with your company <laughs> because uh, I'll take this to the offshore industry and we'll, uh, we'll get that in every offshore oil and gas drilling production. I think we could sell a couple of pounds. Oh, I bet, I bet. And, <laughs> and, and we recently acquired our mines in February. So we're bi-national. So our office and a warehouse here in Midland, we're moving into 15th floor Centennial Plaza. That will be our office space. And then we also have an office in Monterrey and where we have our four mines. And then the last- Y'all have a have, plan. Oh, I do have a plan. And, um, and I, I can't say it's just me. My partner is amazing. He is a brilliant man and has been in construction here for 35 years. So my partner is Isaac Diaz, and he is just a very amazing man in himself. Cannot take all the credit for this. Well, you're doing great selling me, I'm telling you. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. And on the offshore note, next, uh, November 1st, I'm actually presenting to Houston at the Global uh, Golf Energy Global Leadership Conference Excellent. for Women. And so I will be there, and I'm one of the speakers. So with that said, I can actually just hop, skip. And You're going to be right there. That's right. That, if so you... I'm super excited about that. That is wonderful. Yes. So sir. how did it go here today? It, it was awesome. Okay, so it was really, I, I always, now I tell people this all the time. Anytime there's a job fair, I attend, right? It's a good gauge for the economy of a city. I like that. And so I definitely. Or the industry. And the industry. So I walk and I talk to different people. Um, I actually help teach the lease operators at New Mexico Junior College as well. Okay. I'm one of the contract teachers. And anyway, two of my ex-students are here. <laughs> and so I helped talk to Danos, which is Donna at Danos. I said, wait a minute, two of my students are here. Have you talked to them? Yeah, come talk to these guys. I know who these guys are. I can vouch for them. Absolutely. So I put them in line and they were talking to her just now. So that was great. Uh, wonderful. I, I don't, I like the eye contact but i have to check see look at my battery yeah my battery's getting low so i just wanted to make sure it hadn't stopped recording and yeah. then uh, we'll lose all this wonderful content i just didn't want you to think i was ignoring no, you no you're fine you're <laughs> fine sir you're fine buddy. so rig zones put this on this is my second one the first one i attended was in lafayette which i live in louisiana i live oh, in baton rouge south nice. of baton rouge so it's a 15 hour plus drive wow that is yeah crazy. i went to houston I recorded three people in Houston uh, yesterday, yes. well, night before and uh, yesterday, and then drove from Katy to Midland last night from 12 to 10 o'clock at night. So I, are you going to be in Houston next week? No, I'm not. I, I actually have to go back to work on the 31st. Oh, wow. The, that conference is is a VP, executive directors for ExxonMobil, Chevron. That is my next goal. I'm, I am I work. I work for a living. I work offshore still. I'm a HSE, 26 years with the same company. I've been doing that. I'm a paramedic. So I've done the whole nine yards worldwide. I just, I've got all this love for the industry yes. that I'm trying to use this platform to encourage people to get in. I, I met a guy just a few minutes ago. He just walked by, I talk, started talking to him. He's from Shreveport, Louisiana. I said, I was born in Shreveport. And of course he's like, all right, we're buddies right there on the spot. He'd never been in the industry. So I took him down, introduced him to a couple of people I'd met earlier entry-level stuff, he's excited. Wow, I love that. So my partner also has a radio station. Oh, good deal. <laughs> and so he transmits in this area. 
Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I'd love to be able to help you on anything. Well, we'll you see. Exactly. We'll try to get this out. It's Oilfield Talk Podcast. Um, okay. I gave you my information. Yes. You can scan that, and it'll take you to all my digits, all my contacts. I'm on all the podcast platforms. I've got it. a YouTube, but I haven't started videoing yet. The future will be, you know, videos as well, just because that's part of the modern-day way to communicate. The they like it both ways. Video. Did you see my video? You haven't seen it yet. You no, I didn't watch it yet. You're yeah, gonna, I'm going to get you to send it. it to me. Yes, I think you really need to see that. Maybe he can help you out on that. Okay, good deal. And every month I teach the lease operators, can I give your information? Absolutely. We have a class that's very successful in, in, at the junior college. In fact, I was featured in um, April of 2023 in the American Gas Reporter. Oh, wow. No, excellent. Yeah. Monica, this podcast, I'm just going to give you a little bit of background. I've known this guy for probably 20 years, and he was telling a story okay. offshore, and everybody was listening, and it was really intent, and everybody laughed and went went away. Yes. And then an hour later, I went back out in the same spot, and everybody's on their iPhone. Wow. And, and nowadays, people are not communicating. They're not communicating. They're not talking Absolutely. to each other, and we're losing that connection between the old generation, the old stories, the humor. Yes. And that's what I'm actually trying to get is the old stories, the old history, the jokes, the crazy things that happen. Mm -hmm. It's, yes, I'm promoting the trades, and yes, the work oil field. That's really what the backbone of this podcast is, is to get the people, I want the people that have been in it telling stories so that it's captured for a lifetime. So it creates a positive safety culture. Uh, exactly, That's it does. That's where you have that communication. So I was just talking about- It's learning. Mentorship. It's where you learn. <laughs> it's not exactly. Yes. So that mentorship is dire in the oil and gas because we have a lot of new hands are so disconnected and they failed to see what they needed to know because someone didn't share that knowledge that they've had before. Yes. Not only that, but the culture now is me. All right, we're back with Miss Monica. I had to change the batteries. We were signing off, saying goodbye. Then we started talking some more and I said, wait a minute, if we're gonna keep talking, we might as well keep recording. So we were um, exchanging contact information. I showed her my popple on my phone. So if anybody hasn't seen this thing, it's P-O-P-L, a little RFID kind of deal that you can put anywhere. I have it on the back of my phone and I touched the top of her phone and everything popped up and she's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it was incredible. I need one of these. Is that the coolest thing ever? It's the digital business card, modern day. So she is already trying to sign up and she's already trying to get it. So that's gonna be awesome. You're gonna love it. So you were telling me or starting to tell me about how you got in the industry. And that's that always is how I start my interviews. So let me start. It's been a journey. In the always is. And as a female in the industry, uh, quite a, invent, a very eventful journey. But I didn't set out in this path. I started college pre-med. I was in my first semester, it went well. Second semester, I got a call and I was told my dad had broke his neck in an oil field accident. Oh. And so I left, I live in Hobbs, which is an hour from here. Hobbs, New Mexico. Yes. I left to Lubbock, uh, got there. My dad was in traction Oh. and I ran into the room being 19 um, and they had a crescent tightening the bolts on the side of his head of his halo. All right. So anybody who remembers this, this uh, 
device they put on the outside of the head and they actually put screws into the brain, not in the brain, into the skull to hold traction and to maintain alignments of the, I'm a paramedic yeah. and I've, I've, I've seen it and I understand it, but I'm just trying to explain for anybody in podcast world since they can't see pictures of what this is. So people have probably seen this on television, but that's what she's talking about. Yes, and so that was very traumatic and to hear the screams that my father had. And so as soon as I walked out of there, the doctor took me and my mother and my brother into a room and said, uh, let me just have a reality check with you. He has broken his spine as C2 and C4, a very significant break. And so um, you just have to kind of deal with what's coming and the percentage of him surviving is very low. And if he survives, he will be a quadriplegic because of the break being so high. Yep. And so that was really difficult to swallow. Um, and so if, if I ever knew of a God, that's the time where I bet me. And yes, indeed. I prayed. And so my dad had a really long, um, he went through septicemia and he, his lungs collapsed with life support. Right. That happens. It does. Yeah. He was on a ventilator. Yes. He was on a ventilator, but they would take him out of the consciousness and kind of slip him into semi-consciousness and I would hold his hand and he knew I was holding his hand. Yep. The brain still works yeah. and you know, the, there's no damage there, but they just have no other function. Uh, absolutely. So when they finally removed the trach and he could communicate, I'd say, can you feel this? And he said, yes, he did. He could feel this. And so they were like, there's no way it's phantom. It's, it's in his mind. And that's right. And so I'd be okay. So I went into the details of what had happened. So he had a fall. He was a sandblaster. 30 feet up, part of the bucket broke. And and you have to, this was 90s. There was 92. Safety wasn't very popular. No, there was no tie-off. There was no stop work. Right. That part had been soldered incorrectly. He told his boss, his boss says, are you here to work? It says, or I can call somebody else. He goes to location and says, hey, mm. uh, I don't think it's soldered properly. Are you here to work or I can call another company? Unfortunately, that was the times and a lot of people paid that price. Yes. So what happens when he falls, he fell and his he was on sand. And the one gentleman that paid attention in a first aid class was a very young, young man, the worm, as they called That's him right. at that time, yeah. said, don't move him. That's what they told us in the class. It saved his life. It did. And it's amazing because they could not figure out that he did not have complete detachment of those spinal cords. Oh, wow. So he's an incomplete quadriplegic. So it wasn't severed. The no. spinal cord was not actually severed and cut, which means signals are still getting through the spine, the structure that holds it together was broken and displaced. Yes, absolutely. So back then we had the advancements that you have today. And so they said, well, we don't know how, but he is. He can feel, he, he can, can actually feel. feel it. And so they did uh, physical therapy for about five years and he's a max assist. Oh, wow, excellent. He's an incomplete quadriplegic. And so the, he lasted a year and a half in hospital. And then after he came out a month later, the one brother I had died in a car accident. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Rough times. About a half a mile from the house. So I took on the responsibility and I had from the moment that my dad had got hurt. And I realized how much money he brought home at night. Yeah, how much 
your brother or my father as an oil field worker right he made good money yeah he was a foreman so he brought really good money home and um, i realized that and so i took on three different jobs i had college uh, college was a side. I did one class, one class a semester. That okay, so you stayed in, good. Yes, and that was due to the president of the college that actually kept me on and hired me as a part-time faculty. Oh, that's nice. And I retired with the junior college, 17 years I taught for them. Oh, that's amazing. It is amazing. Mm -hmm. And so I still have my father. And what were you teaching? I taught aerobics. That was the quickest way I could get on as a part-time faculty. Aerobics. Aerobics. Like, oh. Aerobics, okay. like water aerobics, right. Pilates, yoga, you name it. Okay, the it. fitness. There you the go. fitness. But that helped put me through college. Yes. And, and, and so in that time, I learned that I'm going to go back to oil and gas, right? So I got my biology degree. Uh, but I tried to get my degree through working for Slumberjay. Well, I didn't have time for school. I was back then. No, they're working, 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 yes. working. Crack fluids. <laughs> I had thickening times, ultrasounds. I was nonstop, 24-7. And I was pretty close to finishing off my bachelor's. In, in what degree? Biology. Biology. So my cousin, she graduated chemistry chemical engineer at the same time wow. she's crazy smart and she went to work for Schlumberger out here in Hobbs yeah so she was out there and she spent I don't remember five or six years I think she had that chemistry background and she yes. was cementing and doing all the crazy stuff yes that's exactly what I was doing in the lab and back then we had crown victorias there were the thing crown vic the car <laughs> that if you had the car you've made it and I I had made it oh. <laughs> yep. Yep, behind you we got a little one that's running away. I had to, okay. uh, she, she was trying to get away from mama. So I was no. just kind of slowing her down. No, so oh, great. That was nice of you. Thank you. And so uh, Crown Vicks were the mate. When you, no, had right. the, you, you had it made. And so. And they're awesome cars. They were, uh, they were kind of a, they had that strut. Yes. And it, people tell me, I can't take this out in the field. I said, we used to take Crown Victorias out in the field all the time. As long as it hasn't rained. Yeah, absolutely. So what happens is um, I go back to school and, I, and I'm going to finish my bachelor's. And so I took the bachelor's and went into a law office. I managed a law office for personal injury. And a lot of oil field. A lot of oil field. And it was a passion for me because I understood the pain. And But there was still in the back of my head that I'm going to tell my dad's story. And it helped to not only ease the pain when they heard that I understood. Right. The, the, the clients. The clients, right. yeah. And so it helped a lot. Worked for the law office, went from law office to still a small business, so I still needed the insurance. So I went to teaching. Mm -hmm. I taught astronomy, meteorology, and geology with my science degree. How smart is this lady? <laughs> my goodness gracious. That's lady where she does a little bit of this and a little bit I of that. Do. You have to. And in the oil field, you have to do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And you know what? You're making my point. You know what I call that? A multifunction tool. Yeah, absolutely. You have to be. You have to be. Defined. If you're a multifunction tool for yes. a company, yes. it's hard to get rid of you. Absolutely. Because you might not need the biology degree, but I need that other portion. 
Well, when I went to apply at the law office, I said, uh, well, I have a biology degree. I do not have a, a law degree. And they said, what do you think law is? It's a scientific method. And I said, really? I did not realize that. I, I never heard it said like that, but you're right. Yeah. And I did really well. And that's what I would apply to each case wow. is a scientific method. <laughs> Honestly, I did that. So I got my teaching license and uh, an alternative licensure. And I was teaching and I was inviting people from the community to speak to the children. They're not children. They're students, ninth graders. So they're The students adults. that you're teaching? I'm teaching. And as I was bringing them in, I had people from different industries come in, potash, nuclear, but I brought in oil and gas. Now, this was at the junior college? No, this was at, um, it was in high school. Okay, high I'm sorry. I missed the, I missed the jump there. So, oh, you're a high school teacher too. But I taught the junior college simultaneously. <laughs> okay. Teach them all. No, that's all right. I, I missed did. it. I simultaneously taught at the junior college because aerobics was in the morning 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. And, and then we go to to high school from 7 to 12 and then yeah. then we go to college from 1 to 6 yeah. and then we yeah. go back to aerobics from 7 to 9 and yeah. then you sleep two hours yes absolutely and that's oh, crazy so, crazy I love it so I was bringing in different people to talk to the students and I brought in a gentleman oil and gas and I said you know what this time I'm gonna go back into oil and gas but I'm gonna be smart about it so so I went back and I started to look at different companies and I wanted to look at their safety record as to what they did and how accepting they were of a woman in a lot of field. What year was this? This was probably, goodness, I have to go back on the timeline, probably 2000, maybe 2000. So yeah, 2000. I want to say nine, probably 2009. Okay, so by, by 2009, 2010, women were actually breaking into the industry, absolutely. Yes, and I wanted a supervisor position. I wanted a, because I had worked so hard for my degree. And so I, I looked at a company and they were very woman friendly because they had other supervisors. It was neighbors. And so I think, Drilling. Yeah, well, they had drilling and a trucking yard. And the one they had there in town was a VPP yard. And that's a volunteer protection program with OSHA. Oh, okay. So that's where I want to work. I want to work <laughs> with them. So I looked and the only position they had was a night dispatcher. Of course. And they didn't dispatch trucks at night. So you just sat around and read your college book. <laughs> So I applied. The interesting thing is that I applied and I didn't get a call back. And so I, I wondered why. Overqualified. That's exactly what happened. That well, how did I, I mean, I just threw my hands up in there. It's like, I don't understand it. I've heard that at these job fairs. The guy's like, they won't give me a job because I'm overqualified. I've been yes. in the industry for so long and I don't, I don't get it either. That, that, so what ha helped me was a supervisor was a woman and she cornered one of the managers at the safety meeting. She said, how come you don't hire my friend Monica? And she goes, because she's too smart for the position. And she had the best response. She said, smart people are hungry too. No, very good. And they hired me that day. And they told me the reason we're hiring you is because of Patricia. Patricia put in a good word for you, and that's why we're hiring you. And how long did you work for them? So I worked there two years. I well, this I, I was hoping you'd say 10 or 20, like this big long term. Why did it require that? It, I don't get that either. And, and maybe that's something we can talk to some of these people about, some of these hiring agents. The guy's unemployed. Yes. The guy's hungry. 
Yes. He needs to work. He's willing to work night dispatch. He's willing to drive the truck at night. He's willing. To, he's just an employee. Yes. But he overqualified. Come on. Yes. And so what happened was I actually had a Red Cross instructorship. I taught Red Cross. And so there was an opening two doors down to teach Red Cross classes as a safety. For another company. For another company, which is a Fortune 500 company with I would get higher pay with a company vehicle and I'd work at day. Oh, that was hard. <laughs> that That's was, a real hard decision. That's why I left. I would have never left. I, I mean, come on. Everybody gets that one. <laughs> yeah. So I went to DXB, worked for them. I trained all of the consultants in the region. Uh, yeah, I, Oxy, Chevron, I had, oh, I loved what I did. I was very passionate. And I got to a point that, again, I didn't sleep nonstop. <laughs> Everybody would call me and I was a resource. You were the smart one that you was already pre-identified. But I read the standards. Nobody else would read the standards. You know what? <laughs> I listened to this guy on a podcast, believe yes. it or not. His background was computers. Yes. And he was not good but he read the books. Yes. He said, I read the manual. I was at the job, somebody started asking questions and he could recall the information. Technically, he wasn't trained for that. Yeah. He had read the books and he started having the answers that the bosses needed. Yes, absolutely. And so it made me start thinking and I was thinking there is a niche that I could feel with my biology because I love environment. And so I started back before everybody was talking about environment. I, there was still an environmental issue, just we weren't, it wasn't as big. It was not. And so I said, I'm gonna go ahead and put in my two weeks. I said, the guys were like, where are you going? You can't, you're not gonna have it better than this. I said, I'm starting my own thing. And they said- You started your own business? I did. I started Twin Horse Environmental. Excellent. On a payday loan. <laughs> My eyes just got the size of saucers, ladies I did. and gentlemen. I started at Twin Horse Environmental. All right, so you just stopped by the corner and said, um, I'm quitting my job, but give me a payday loan. Yeah. Work with me here. No, no, and, I, and no then payday you get, loan from another facility. You take your, you say, okay, can you pay me in advance and then I'll get paid uh, on I'm just, I'm just teasing you. I'm just teasing you. But the, basically, it's like, give me some money. I'm fixing to quit a job and start a business. Yes. And somebody gave her the money. Yeah. Yeah. What well, was the money for my paycheck? And so I told him, I said, I need this. Uh, I called the insurance company and I didn't realize that of my degree there. I'm considered as a professional. Right. Well, I didn't know that word. I didn't know I was a professional. <laughs> okay. It was shocking. And so my insurance rates were going to be a whole lot less than someone that was not a professional. Oh, wow. I wouldn't have realized that. Yes. And so I went into, um, I started my own and I, I ended work on the 31st of July and August 1st, I twiddled my thumbs at 6 a.m. Didn't know what to do. Because you just started your own environmental business. I had, I had nowhere to go. And so what happens is my phone rings and I, I answer the phone and it's someone really mad at me. And they're like, where are you that I have to track you down to your personal phone and I need you out here. And I was like, sir, I, I'm sorry. I no longer work for them. Who do you work for? Mm. And I said for myself, I'm sending you some papers. You sign them and get out here. It was an MSA. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was an oh, wow. You got a contract that fat like that. <laughs> I really did. And honestly. that was your reputation. Yes. That was your, yes. your experience. That was what you had proven. Yes. You got your first contract. I did. On the first day. On the first day. On the first day. And it did nothing but grow after that. Oh, I did. And in fact, I was like, where do I get a hard hat? Where do I get a monitor? I love it. Where's that FR equipment? Yes, I went and borrowed it. I was trying to find how to get out there because he was screaming at me to get out there. And I'm like, did you go fix the problem? Yeah. I was like, they're the only one that knows how to do this. It's Boom. like everybody else fix it till they make it. And then you know it. And That's I'm, exactly. And I was like, well, I don't I don't have anything. It's like, just get out here. And so I'm calling people. Can you let me borrow your hard hat, please? And I borrow a monitor. I borrowed a hard hat and a monitor. I did. I, I love did. it. Yes. And so um, Twin Horse Environmental, I tell people it's me, myself, and I. Just the three of them? That, yeah. Sometimes they argue. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, they don't, they're not happy with each other sometimes, but it has really evolved, and uh, I try to be a mentor. Is there a specialty for your environmental? Uh, my specialty is people. People? People. Okay. Keep them safe and care about them. Right. And so spread the word so it doesn't happen. I, I am my father's legacy. I walk in his footsteps where he can't walk. My right. father's still alive, by the way. He's oh, 77. Wow. And we that was how long? Out. That was 30 years? He broke his neck at 40. Oh, man. Wow. 37 years ago. Wow, amazing. <laughs> Lucky. So he, we care give at home. He's been at hospital twice. As a medic, you can understand, I play doctor at Only two twice. times twice. since he's been released, yes, he's been released. in 37 years. Yes. And he's you're been, a heck of a caregiver. Well, all of you are. No, it's all not. of you are. No, I understand. It has to be a, a team. Well, my mother passed away in 2020 because she took his toll on her. And my children are now the caregivers. With My son is 6'4", and when he got tall enough to pick him up, and strong enough because it was humiliating when I care gift for the for your father. father and it was upsetting to him so when my son could do it he's like I don't need you to do this anymore this is too hard on me right I understand and son my son does it and so he care gives and I'm the sergeant he says you only come in when things need to get fixed I said you better believe it you take care of business yes absolutely <laughs> Yeah. I love it. I love yes, it. Sir. So that's my story. That is a beautiful story. We are definitely going to stay in touch. When I'm back out in this area, as I've already said offline, I'm going to stay in touch with you. We're going to get together. We're going to do a recording. She's going to Houston in November. So say the dates. It's for the conference. It's for the conference. So I'm speaker for the Global Energy Leadership Conference for Women. It's in Houston. November 1st and 2nd. So I'm flying out on 31st and I am one of the speakers and proud to say that. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, sir. You have a wonderful day. Stay in touch. I will. Thank you. You're awesome. I like talking to you. Oh, thank you. No, no I appreciate it. Podcast. It's so easy to talk well, to you. Well, you know, let's go look at the trailer. Okay. You, you wanted to look at it. We'll yes. come back. I'm coming back. I'm not. I have to head out. All right, you're on the air. No, no. Go ahead. Hang on. I'm about to get on a plane. I know. Where, where are you going? Houston. Houston. I, I just came from Houston. <laughs> I did three part. interviews out in Katy. Katy. Oh. Uh, so I'm yeah. Trey. Nice to meet I'm you. I'm Jen. Jen with Rig Zone. Jen Shamble with Rig Zone. And she has been looking so forward to this interview. <laughs> It's making my day. What can uh, I, I can. I love it. Thank you very much. <laughs> so you're flying back. Yes. You don't I want know. the 12-hour drive back? It's not for me. It's. I'm not a road tripper, you know? I'd like to just get there and be done with it. I did an interview until 12 noon yesterday, and then I set off for here. 
And I was told the day before, oh, it's four to five hours. Ooh, no, it's much more windshield time than that. Much, much more. So when I actually got in the truck and did the uh, GPS, it was saying like eight and a half. And that's not counting the stops and everything else. So I didn't get to the hotel here in Odessa, right next door, until 10 o'clock last night. Oh, my goodness. See, that's not for me. Oh, it wasn't for me either. But, hey, did you see my trailer? Look, I'm going to walk you right out here. See that? There's a truck over there with a trailer behind it. Here we go. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, I see it now. Is that where you that's record mainly? Portable podcast studio. Well, isn't that convenient? Yeah, so I can drive around. And like I said, I was in Houston. Yeah. I, I did three different recordings with some friends. Then I left there and came here. So I had to pull the trailer, and guess what? I gotta drive all the way back to Baton Rouge. Ooh, are we gonna see you in Houston or San Antonio or Lafayette coming up? If I'm not at work. So I'm working all of November, so I know I'm missing the Houston event. Okay. And when are the other ones? December 7th in San Antonio and January 18th in Lafayette and then back here in Midland February 21st. So I'm going to definitely keep an eye on the dates and if I'm available, I'm going to do my best. I don't know that I'm going to pull that trailer all the way out to Midland next time because let me tell you, that was long drive. I love it. I love to drive, believe it or not. But it's still, I mean, does Texas actually come to an end anywhere? I have no idea. I've never seen the end. You've never found the end of it either. I mean, I think you could drive for three days and not get across it. I think you're right. I don't blame you for not wanting to make that trek again. But if Houston or Lafayette's closer, we'd love to have you. We like having you out. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, we saw each other in Lafayette. It was funny when I walked up. Oh, you're Evan's friend. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know who I am. So I'm becoming that guy, you know, that always shows up at these events. You have a reputation. Uh, okay, I was just, I, I, I was leaving that hanging, and I was like, uh-oh, I don't want to, I don't want to ask, but I appreciate the good. Yes, you're famous, not infamous. I was thinking I was going to break into song, but that's not going to happen. Look, I appreciate it. I know you're yes. breaking down. Yes. I did notice a few minutes ago, so we're about 10 minutes from one. Right. That's the end of the event. When they started, they had two tables, and 30 minutes ago, they broke it down to one table. I said, ah, they're already started. Yes, sir, it's this flight. It's this flight we're trying to What catch. time are you trying to make it? Three? Oh, you're right around the corner. That It's I just know, right behind I, you. I, oh, we take off at three. Oh, you better be there by two. Obviously, yeah. I'm not our, our logistics coordinator, but they're telling me that we uh, need hang to on. go. Let, 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 me, let, me, let me ask him a quick question. <laughs> oh, gosh. Will you do me a favor? Make sure your name is? Zach. Zach Creech. Zach Creech, also with Rig Zone. Will you please make sure she gets to the airport? I sure will. I'll make sure she gets to the airport safe. And gets home safe. All right. Thank you very much for the Absolutely. event. Absolutely. Y'all have a great one. Thank you so much. Have mm. a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. Nomad Mobile Productions is a broadcasting and media production company that produces podcasts and provides a mobile podcast studio complete with audio and video recording equipment. We also offer post-production processing, editing, marketing, and publication for podcasts. Our mobile production studio will come to you. Visit our webpage, nomadmobileproductions.com, or our Facebook, 